Welcome back to Morning Trade Live. As the stocks ramp up, Bitcoin does too. Crypto finding its legs again. But is it price or strategy and technology that matters? Let's talk about investing into digital assets, but maybe not the coins. Steve Russell joins us from Emerald Mutual Funds Portfolio Manager and Senior Analyst. Steve, good morning. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Oliver. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So tell me about your guys' fund and your approach here, because I see a lot of uh, uh, digital financialization as being part of the strategy. But how do you do that as a mutual fund? You can't invest in the coins. Yeah, the SEC makes it difficult to do that for us. But, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, our fund has focused on banks and financial services and fintech uh, for over 20 years. And we've always been on the cutting edge of technology. Uh, we really love distributed ledger technology, and we see a lot of applications across the financial services industry, and we're trying to invest in those companies. So for us, it's a software play, and it's all about software. Just like you know, years ago, the internet was all about software. It's a similar thing here. We, we see a lot of headlines about the coins and tokens, and they're doing great today, obviously, with Bitcoin up 3.5%, Ethereum up about 5% in the last 24 hours. But for us, it's always about the technology and adoption of the different networks. So how does that uh, uh, manifest itself in what you put in the fund? Or uh, do you find that there is a adequate supply of publicly traded companies with true legitimate, uh, I guess it's blockchain connections you're looking for? Or is it more uh, banks like a Silvergate that uh, is the bank to the crypto world? Yeah, so it's all of the above. You know, obviously, you know, we see banks like Silvergate and uh, there's other smaller banks, Customers Bank Corps. Uh, that um, are using the technology uh, as a payment platform and bringing on a lot of low-cost deposits uh, because their customers want to use this technology for payments 24-7, 365 versus doing an ACH and having to wait till your bank approves that ACH or a wire transfer. Uh, but we also are looking at companies that are building out business plans around the technology and are excited about the opportunity. So there, there are limited publicly traded stocks, but uh, we see more and more companies actually implementing the technology and that, that gets us excited about the space. And we think there's plenty of opportunities out there for us to, to invest in. Which companies uh, are uh, doing something here that will uh, stand the test of time and not just the whims of a speculative investment atmosphere? Yeah, so I, I think, you know, you have up there customers, Bank Corp and Silvergate, and I think both of them do uh, some different things in the space. But Customers, I think, is a great example of a company that has been a traditional bank for years. Um, they're about a $20 billion asset bank, and they brought on $2 billion in zero-cost deposits in less than a month from existing customers that see blockchain as a better payment system. Um, you know, they work with a company with a technology called Tacit Pay, and Tacit Pay's uh, onboarding many banks uh, currently. I believe they've announced uh, 15 different banks that they're onboarding with now. And uh, we know that there's there's plenty more in the pipeline. So we're excited about the payments application. And we think, mm. you know, that's only the beginning. We think, you know, you look at companies like Figure Technologies that's working with banks on the mortgage side and doing securitizations. And uh, we think there's a lot of innovation that's coming to the market uh, via blockchain and distributed ledger technology. Uh, for the particular fund, uh, ticker HSSAX, by the way, uh, it, it, do the companies 
have to have a crypto blockchain connection or can they be disruptive in payments for other reasons? Like we had, for example, the CEO Flywire on the show yesterday. Stocks yes. doing great after earnings. They've got technology that enables big cross-border payments for international students, B2B, and they use no crypto at all. Does that uh, qualify them for inclusion in a disruptive payments fund? It does. So we're technology agnostic. So, okay. you know, whatever, whatever technology creates a, a more frictionless transaction, um, you know, we, we, we're not trying to pick winners on the technology level. Uh, we think there'll be multiple winners in, in different applications for different type of uh, products. Uh, so we, we certainly um, are not just a digital asset um, crypto play here. We, we are, told, you know, fintech across the board. So. Um, you know, we are excited about what we think is coming to the space. Uh, we, we think that there is a great opportunity to tokenize a lot of things within the financial services industry and utilizing blockchain. Uh, but we do think there's other technologies that will win as well. Okay. Now, with uh, Silvergate in particular, I'm curious to uh, hear your thoughts on uh, that business as it is very much tied into the crypto world as a lender to crypto institutions. And a lot of those institutions that then are connected either to miners or companies that make their money directly pretty much tied to the price of Bitcoin at this point. Uh, is there risk there through that uh, kind of knock-on uh, uh, leverage to the price of crypto assets? Yeah, so they, they make their money at, as a bank. So, you know, their bulk of their money is going to come from um, spread revenue from lending to entities. Uh, but what the, what the Silvergate Exchange Network has done, Alan Lane is the chief invest, uh, CEO there at uh, Silvergate. And that has put them into this uh, ecosystem where they have the opportunity to actually um, you know, in, involve these companies and, and pick up cheap deposits, but also lend to them. And we think the big part about Silvergate is that, you know, they're a regulated entity as a bank. They know how to deal with regulation and they have a stablecoin product that they'll be rolling out. And we think, you know, a stablecoin product that's backed by fiat with deposits at, at a bank, uh, we think that's the best solution in the stablecoin world. And, and we think that's um, really an opportunity that we'll, we'll see grow in 2023. I think we'll roll, they'll roll out here uh, towards the end of 2022. But we think that's where stablecoin regulations go. And, and we think that they're ahead of the, the puck. You know, you want to be where the puck's moving to. And we think Silvergate is doing that. What about uh, the big loans to companies like MicroStrategy? I mean, just as recently as earlier this spring, a $200 million loan to MicroStrategy company that obviously now is uh, dependent uh, on the price of Bitcoin. Uh, there's uh, exchanges that they've lended to. Uh, is there a risk here that if, uh, I mean, do you have to have rather, I'll frame it this way, do you have to have a view that crypto prices will either stabilize or not plunge? Because if BTC goes down to a thousand bucks, MicroStrategy is done for. And then what does that mean for Silvergate? What does it mean for exchanges? Coinbase even trades uh, directly with the crypto price because people don't trade if it doesn't go up. So volumes go down. So the exchanges then uh, would be under threat too. Right. So I think the proof is in the pudding. So we've seen um, Silvergate's been lending in this space for several years now. They have not had a loss in any of their on any of their loans within the space. Uh, we think they take a, um, a sound approach to loan the values that they put out there. You know, if you look at uh, the Marathon loan, for example, um, you know, Marathon's made all their payments. Um, they went in at a very um, reasonable loan to value. 
uh, backed by uh, Bitcoin versus, you know, backing or, or using um, collateral, which would be the miners. They're utilizing Bitcoin. Um, you know, if that collateral gets to a certain level, Marathon re-ups um, that, that bucket of collateral. And the thing is, you know, that collateral you can sell real time in the market if need be. But they haven't had to have any margin calls within their lending space. And we think that's because that's what they do. They're a bank. They understand how to make loans. You know, there were other exchanges out there that, that started lending that are now bankrupt uh, because they didn't have the same kind of credit uh, underwriting procedures that a bank does. And we think that, you know, we've seen Bitcoin go down and, and Silvergate's been through that environment without having any margin calls, without having any losses in their credit portfolio. Okay. All right. Cool. Interesting. Uh, Steve, uh, a really good conversation. Thanks for the insight. We'll definitely be keeping track of the fund and uh, uh, keep in touch on the subject. Thank you. Absolutely. Steve Russell, Portfolio Manager at Emerald Mutual Funds.